You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. President Empathy, President, return us to our precious norms. Joe Biden gave another nasty, mean, angry, over-the-top speech full of dishonesty. It's what he does. Defeated former president sought to win through violence what he had lost at the ballot box to impose the will of the mob, to overturn a free and fair election. And for the first time, the first time in American history, they to stop the peaceful transfer of power. You know, if you win a close election, I think you're supposed to, I don't know, be a little bit humble, reach out to the other side. Don't call us traitors. It's not true. Basically, today's speech was a lot like last week's, okay, on January 6th. Angry, mean, and yes, dishonest, and so over the top. Forces that attempted a coup, a coup against the legally expressed will of the American people by sowing doubt, inventing charges of fraud, and seeking to steal the 2020 election from the people. They want chaos to reign. We want the people to rule. Let me be clear. This is not about me or Vice President Harris or our party. It's about all of us. It's about the people. It's about America. Hear me plainly. The battle for the soul of America is not over. We must stand strong and stand together to make sure January 6th marks not the end of democracy, but the beginning. The more aggressive, the more defensive he gets, the more suspicious we should get about that November 2020 election. And again with January 6th, again with, it's just the beginning this January 6th. I thought last week we were gonna possibly be done with it a little bit. No, it's back. And that means these anti-Trump cops, this boy band, they're gonna be around for a long, long time. All right, a little bit more. The Bible teaches us to feed the hungry and give water to the thirsty. The new Georgia law actually makes it illegal. Think of this. I mean, it's 2020. And now 22 going into that election. It makes it illegal to bring your neighbors, your fellow voters, food or water while they wait in line to vote. What in the hell heck are we talking about? Joe shouldn't talk about the Bible. 
I, 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 cause I don't think it's coming from his heart. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. I don't think he's walking closely to the heavenly father. I don't. And by the way, Joe, read the bill. You're just, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. We're talking about partisan efforts to sway voters while they're waiting in line with, I don't know, water bottles that have your logo on it. Read the law in Georgia. All right, next. Adversaries and allies alike, they're watching American democracy and seeing whether we can meet this moment. And that's not hyperbole. Yeah, yes, it is, actually. It totally is. These are big, fat lies that he says makes up conversations that he never had with people who probably don't exist. I said, America's back. And the response was, for how long? For how long? As someone who's worked in foreign policy my whole life, I never thought I would ever hear our allies say something like that. Joe and Kamala, is, they're saying that our allies are concerned about uh, the new efforts to get our voting system together. Guess what? Our allies, they've had their voting system together and it requires ID. Let's go through it. Japan, voter ID required. Germany, voter ID required. South Africa, voter ID required. But please, Joe, continue been having these quiet conversations with the members of Congress for the last two months. I'm tired of being quiet. Joe, we saw you speak last week. What do you mean being quiet? And you're always yelling. You're the last. You're not quiet. He's not making sense. Not a single Republican has displayed the courage to stand up to a defeated president to protect America's right to vote. Not one. Not one. See, a lot of us, uh, we're with that defeated president. We believe him. We don't believe you, Joe Biden. And you told us at one point that the way to get things done was to never question a man's motives or woman's motives. They have the same goal. They just might have a different way of getting there. Do you remember that? I sure do. It's always appropriate to question another man's judgment, but never appropriate to question his motives because you simply don't know his motives. I never question another man or woman's motives. I question their judgment, but not their motives. You don't question another man or woman's motive. You can question their judgment, but not their motive. I learned that early lesson. It's always appropriate to question another man or woman's judgment never their motive. Once you question their motive, then in fact, there's no way to get to go. I think it's just something he said that's nice, or maybe he believed that once, but look at it now. I mean, gosh, soon he's going to call people who oppose him basically evil. Uh, by the way, Joe Biden was supposed to be a master of the Senate, right? Knew how to get things done through his charm, through his personality. It doesn't work anymore, so he wants to throw out the whole book. That we must find a way to pass these voting rights bills. Debate them, vote, let the majority prevail. And if that bare minimum is blocked, we have no option but to change the Senate rules, including getting rid of the filibuster for this. His limitations are very much on display. 
hey, build back better, build back whatever. What happened to that? I mean, he is supposed to, what skill does he actually bring to the table? All right, here's where he gets very dramatic. The issue is, will we choose democracy over autocracy, light over shadows, justice over injustice? I know where I stand. I will not yield. I will not flinch. I will defend the right to vote. Our democracy against all enemies, foreign and, yes, domestic. Voter ID. I think we should have voter ID. Does that mean I'm, uh, uh, what, from the forces of darkness or something like that? My mother-in-law came to the TV station today. She had to show her ID. Even though I vouched for her, she had to show her ID downstairs. Forces of darkness. All right, let's wrap this up. As my father, my grandfather, Finney, used to say every time I walked out the door in Scranton, he'd say, Joey, keep the faith. Then he'd say, no, Joey, spread it. Let's spread the faith and get this done. Spread the faith. Uh, by the way, uh, I think he's lying when he tells that story about his grandfather. Uh, he's told so many versions of it. So remember, as my grandpa, our grandpa, Sam and I walked out of his home, when I was a kid up in Scranton, he said, Joey, keep the faith. And our grandmother, when she was alive, she yelled, no, Joey, spread it. Spread the faith. God love you all. May God bless America. And may God protect our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, gosh, remember those annoying, annoying uh, car rallies? All right, make up your mind. Your grandmother, your grandfather, what actually happened there? Voter ID, most people are for it, all right? We, 80%, 80% are for it, and we are accustomed as Americans to showing our ID. I told you about my mother-in-law. When we go to the airport, when we go virtually anywhere, we've got to show our ID. It's not a big deal. It makes sense to do it when we vote, all right? Um, and Joe, I'm sorry, we are not confident in the election results of 2020. We're not confident in them. And it's okay. It's okay, no matter what your allies in the media tell you. Many in the GOP followed former President Donald Trump's lead as he peddled baseless claims of fraud about the 2020 election. The big lie that Donald Trump perpetrated, that the election, that he actually won the election, which has no basis in fact, is insidious and false and unverified claims about voter fraud in the 2020 election. That there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. There were the many baseless claims of voter fraud stemming from the Oval Office to state capitals. He spent the last two months in office pushing baseless voter fraud claims. When have they ever been wrong before? Democrats, their media allies, when have they ever been wrong or missed something huge before? Shall we? September 11, 2001, wouldn't it have been nice if we had a responsible, vigilant government and media that could have alerted us to the dangers ahead? How about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq? Remember, the entire system told us about WMD in Iraq. That didn't work out. Russia collusion. Yes, of course, Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. How about that ridiculous housing bubble and all those poor people with crummy credit and big billionaires figured out a way to make money off of people with bad credit and their mortgages. How about the opioid epidemic? Hmm? This could have been stopped. This should have been foreseen. And of course, where do we begin with COVID? Now, this system, this apparatus also tell us that 
our concerns about the fairness of the election have totally been dismissed by the legal system. Um, that's not true, actually. They're lying, or they just don't understand what they're saying when they say this. Over 60 cases did examine the evidence, and not one found any merit in any of Trump's claims. You, you know that the Trump campaign litigated all of this, more than 60 cases, and they lost. Maybe that's why none of the 63 uh, uh, federal courts that heard these cases said there was any widespread voter fraud. More than 60 cases that went before different courts, many with conservative judges. And we, it became abundantly clear, we just didn't win. They're all wrong. They're all wrong. These cases weren't heard. The vast majority, 50, were not heard based on technicalities or issues of standing. The actual merits of these cases were not heard. That is deceptive. And each one doesn't really understand what they are talking about. What's really happening here? The shock of Hillary losing back in 2016, they never, ever want to go through that again. All right. Now, Joe Biden, let's go back through his career. Has he ever been a champion of voter reform, uh, voter integrity? No. But now that Trump is on the scene, they must stop him. The swamp must stop him. The media must stop him. We, we, those who support him, well, we got to support him. Uh, I believe he's on the right side of history. I believe he will be vindicated. I don't think Joe Biden and that disgraceful speech he gave today, that angry speech full of mistruth, full of dishonesty, he's not going to come out on the right side of history. And by the way, where was Stacey Abrams? Stacey Abrams is one of the most important Democrats in America. She happens to be running for Georgia governor. And she wasn't there. She would not stand with Joe Biden. Even she has had it with Joe Biden's false promises. Also, Joe's not very popular, and Joe will not help her in Georgia. Donald Trump put out a statement about her absence today. Goes like this. Stacey Abrams helped Biden steal the 2020 election in Georgia, but now she won't even share a stage with Joe. Stacey knows that Biden actually lost big in Georgia and in the 2020 presidential election as a whole. And he's been so terrible, she now wants nothing to do with him. Even the woke radical left realizes that Joe Biden's administration is an embarrassment. Wow. By the way, Donald Trump will have a rally this Saturday night in Arizona. You can catch it 9 p.m. Eastern right here on Newsmax. Should be good. All right. Meanwhile, oh, Rand Paul, senator, physician, giving it to Dr. Fauci real good today on Capitol Hill. We'll be right back. Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's all I can say 
is, is that, that the fake, fake news just doesn't get it, do they? And the fake news, they really love Dr. Fauci. But those of us who know better have seen right through this guy for a long time, including Senator Rand Paul. Oh, he's good. You know he's a physician as well as a politician. And uh, you just can't fool uh, Dr. Senator Paul. Dr. Fauci, the idea that a government official like yourself would claim unilaterally, unilaterally to represent science, that any criticism of you would be considered a criticism of science itself, is quite dangerous. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? 17 signed a paper that called it conspiracy theory, the idea that the virus could have originated in the lab. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? You're distorting virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature where they were describing, oh, this, there's no way this could have come from, was from the lab? That was not me. Do you think anybody has had more influence let, over let a response to this than you have? Do you Madam think it's a great Chair, success? Do you think it's a great success what's happened but so far? Do you think you, the lockdowns are good for our kids? Do you think we slowed down the death rate? More people have died now under President Biden than did under President Trump. He was awesome. And Dr. Fauci is very, very broad in his defense, whereas Senator Paul is very specific and it works. They were talking, by the way, about Dr. Fauci and Francis, Francis Collins' attempt to hit back at some very responsible scientists from Oxford, Stanford, Harvard, uh, with a silly story from Wired magazine. Dr. Fauci said, yeah, this Wired magazine debunks what those scientists said. It doesn't, and it didn't. Anyway, Dr. Fauci, he's loved for one reason, because he was trying to trip up Trump in big ways and small. All right, also this. We've all seen these horrible smash and grab robberies. Here's new video. This is uh, actually from January 3rd. A gang of nine robbers armed with sledgehammers took over a shopping center in San Jose, California, stealing over $110,000 worth of jewelry. No arrests have been made. Uh, Late last year, a mob of thieves made off with close to $200,000 worth of items from a San Francisco Nordstrom. Some thieves were armed with crowbars. Three employees were injured. Uh, Let's go to the Louis Vuitton, also late last year in Illinois, 14 thieves stole $100,000 worth of Louis Vuitton merchandise back in November. And uh, there are many more examples of these smash and grab robberies. Now, why are they happening? In large part, because the media incentivized these folks, these robbers, gave them the idea that somehow police and law enforcement were illegitimate and rising up against law and order was somehow righteous and good. This is how they got the idea, in part. The fight for racial justice is erupting in cities nationwide. Demonstrators carried signs in support of Black Lives Matter as they continued their fight against racism and violence by police. Protests for racial justice continue nationwide. What is now known as Black Lives Matter Plaza, where people are marching and making their voices heard I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. We are living with the media's sycophantic and uncritical coverage, totally uncritical coverage of Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They embraced it all. They were afraid of that mob they were covering. Some of them. Some of them actually believe this hype. 
but I believe it's led to this ridiculous situation where police have been stigmatized. Oh, and because of that, we have individuals like this on the scene. His name is Alvin Bragg. He is the new district attorney of New York County. That's Manhattan. That's the most important borough of New York City. Yes, it is. And this guy thinks that uh, resisting arrest should not be considered a crime. He thinks that armed robbery, if someone actually isn't hurt, should not mean a prison sentence. This is crazy stuff, and it's already leading to mayhem and death. Now, a Burger King, uh, just a couple of days ago, was robbed by this individual. They're still looking for him, by the way. He's got a gun, and he shot somebody. He shot a young woman, a 19-year-old, named Crystal Bayron Neves. She was gunned down and killed by that robber, working her shift at that Burger King at 1 a.m. on Sunday morning. The robber got away with 100 bucks. She was shot in the torso. She had just started week three on the job, previously asked her manager to take her off the night shift because she was scared of uh, the situation there. She even recently moved to uh, the mainland from Puerto Rico to seek a better life. Now, the state of mind of that robber, if we could see him for a moment, who knows? Did he hear about Alvin Bragg's bright new idea to not send armed robbers to prison? Did he accidentally pull the trigger or did he just forget his initial plan and pull the trigger? Who knows? But if that woman hadn't died, he could reasonably expect that he wouldn't go to jail. This is sick stuff. All right. And this is just plain dishonest stuff. Television. <laughs> Television news. Back when Trump was president, wall to wall, right? COVID death count all the time. I mean, all the time. You see it. They were always running those numbers. Now that Joe Biden is president and COVID, by the way, is worse under Joe Biden. What does television look like now? They cleaned it all up. They just they got rid of that death toll count, the case count, the death count to make us feel, I don't know, not as critical of Joe Biden. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? But sometimes it's easy to forget to connect the dots. Who watches morning TV? I used to, I used to even be on morning TV. And for whatever reason, they always want you to tell everybody what time it is, even though we know what time it is and we actually know what the weather's gonna be like, thanks to these. All right, we got uh, 748. Mr. Roker, All check right. these chilly temperatures. Quick shot, and we're looking at a good morning, America. It's 8 a.m. Dangerous deep freeze. But first, it is 718. Time to check your local weather. But right now, it is 812. Time to check your local weather. They just still talk about the time like they're the only one who have watches or clocks. It's such a weird thing that they continue to do. I will say this, though. When they do say 8 o'clock or when I know it's 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock, the top of the hour, I expect there to be some news. You know, this is important today. I was watching Morning Joe, MSNBC. These two psychotic weirdos, this, act this actually happened at 8 in the morning, the top of the hour. For four minutes, they talk gibberish. Now, we condensed it down, but we didn't really distort what they were talking about. This is it. A quick summary of the top of Morning Joe at 8 a.m. That might be good there. since I hadn't actually been to the south of France and I know. until you took me there. Trip, we so. went there and you know what she said? She goes, I don't really like it. 
No, I just said it reminded me. Oh, she, she said I mean, she'd rather be in Maine, right out of like Bohemian down. Rhapsody. Yeah, we'll sell the van so we can record an album. So she, yeah. I had to sell my house to take her. No. There she goes. Okay. Yeah, I, I like Maine best. <laughs> Reverend Al Sharpton is still I'm with us. I'm from Mississippi. You know, I don't understand I'm still these things. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm with an uptown girl Need here. You. Right. I'm out of my league. Why do I do? I try. Which one of us drives a truck? Um, I don't know. Is this a trick question? It's not you. Okay, join in the discussion. I got me an old grand wagon. We had an old one. My mom drove one. Yeah. And it was, um, I totaled it when I was in high school. I love that. Drove her right into a tree and she was really mad. No, there was a group in the car. Oh, a group in the car. Including my future wife, Christina. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Christina. That's a great car. And when they came out with the new wagon, (laughs) car guys, God bless them. I don't get it. I want an old Grand Wagoneer. Good. Well, it's the repair good. shop. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Joining the discussion here at the I top of the hour. At four past the top of the hour. Four minutes of gibberish. Four minutes of nonsense that was not informative, not remotely entertaining. Just insider junk about their personal lives, and most of it was made up. Uh, I don't know how special they think they are. But there is a reason why they are in mega last place, I guess. And we just saw a big chunk of it. All right. Stay with us. I want to talk about why this photograph is relevant all over again. Kent State. We'll be right back. If you've had it with the old news. And the same spent. Well, then Spicer and Company's your place. For the inside story and for the facts that you need to know. Who's in Do you want your house back? Take it! So I thought we were going to be done with January 6th, but it's actually good that we're not because there are so many political prisoners still in custody, so many injustices from that day that have not yet been revealed. So it's good actually, that this remains an issue. But this phony baloney characterization of what President Trump did or did not do while he was president is just that, phony baloney. They attempted a coup. We use that word a lot on this show to describe Donald Trump's attempts to stay in power following the 2020 election. The president of the United States instigated, instigated an attempted coup. New evidence of the coup attempt inside the White House. Allowed the leader of an attempted coup to aim for the presidency again. Donald Trump incited his white nationalist supporters to initiate an attempted coup against the heart of our democracy. People think that to call this a coup is uh, hyperbolic or an attempted coup. Uh, You just look at the definition in Wikipedia. Donald Trump demanding the DOJ overturn the election in ways that experts and people with government experience are calling a, quote, coup attempt. Now, that's nonsense, of course, but there may have been, I'm suspicious of coup-like activity waged by the Democrats with their help of the woke military, especially general military, many Many suspicious and weird statements and actions from General Milley have not yet even begun to be investigated. Remember this letter? First of all, the weirdo apology. And then he puts out a letter. 
before January 20th, announcing that there will be a transfer of power on the 20th. Now, why do they have to put that out? We can read the Constitution. You know, does he know anything about the Electoral Count Act of 1887? That's what folks were discussing, deliberating, and that is actually okay. I don't care what some soldier thinks about that. That was a very aggressive thing to do, very strange. And when Republicans are back in control, I think they need to look into that. All right, also this, Ashley Babbitt. <laughs> this is, uh, remains a horrible American disgrace that she could be killed on television, unarmed, in front of us all, and so many say that this was somehow justifiable. She did not pose a threat to anyone. Can you imagine a scenario, and there are the cops, they just walk off for why we don't know yet. We have all these committees. We've got the January 6th committee. We had that silly impeachment committee. Nobody has been able to establish why those cops walked off their post and then allowed a woman to walk right by them, and she was either pushed or she jumped through that window, and Mike Bird, lieutenant with the itchy trigger finger, comes out and shoots her. And nobody cares. The mainstream media looks the other way. There is not a police department in America that could justify this shooting. And it happens right there. And somebody pointed out on social media has anyone made the comparison between this and 1970 Kent State in Ohio? Uh, National Guard troops opened fire on anti-war demonstrators. Several were killed. This iconic photograph was so famous for so many years, mostly forgotten by now. Um, why is this still, You've seen this picture, it hasn't been forgotten, but why is this still a moment, but Ashley Babbitt, Babbitt doesn't register? Because the mainstream media, they were on the side of the protesters in this case. They were anti-war. On January 6th, they were anti-Trump. It's all in the eyes of those who are covering the news. I have to say this about the Capitol Hill Police. They are not a very professional organization. I know that there are great cops, I'm sure, on the force, but as a group, they are not good. And you should not think about joining the department if you're of age, because they're looking for new cops. They're always putting out messages on social media. Join us if you want to protect democracy. Well, they have to answer for Mike Bird and what he did. He shot a woman who was not armed and did not pose a deadly threat. And that department has not answered virtually any questions in public about this matter. And that's what police departments do. You, you put all the information out as soon as you get it. Why did we only find out about Bird? I don't know, when was he actually identified? Seven months later? Because he decided to do an interview with Lester Holt, a professionally run police department. When there's a shooting, even if it's controversial, even if it's perfect, what do you do? You put out all the information. Here's Mayor Bloomberg, uh, this is uh, back in 2012. You know, my father was his police commissioner, Ray Kelly, the longest serving police commissioner in New York City history. There was a shooting outside of Empire State Building. Hey, there were shootings. It wasn't that unusual. And what did they do? The very same day, they put out what they knew. As the two officers approached Johnson, he pulled his 45 caliber semi-automatic pistol from his bag and fired on the officers who returned fire, killing him. An additional nine individuals 
were either wounded or grazed during the exchange. Johnson had been employed for six years at Hazan Imports, H-A-Z-A-N Imports, as a designer of women's accessories. During a downsizing at the company about a year ago, Johnson was laid off. Real nitty-gritty granular detail on the day of the shooting. But with Ashley Babbitt, no such briefing, not since, just glory pictures of the department. Maybe you can be one of us. Why would you want to be a member of such an unprofessional department? They blew it on January 6th. They let down Donald Trump, and they've got to be gutted, cleaned out, reformed from top to bottom. Uh, We can't let them get away with this. They killed an unarmed woman and they've let themselves off the hook. They've even given themselves a gold medal. It's crazy. So we love cops, though. We love cops. And how about this? A guy crashes plane, a small plane, onto the train tracks. He was trapped inside. You see that? And the cops grab him just before the train comes. Is that wild or what, huh? (laughs) Try defunding that. Also, in New York, we had a terrible fire. 19 people were killed, including nine children. But look at these heroes. Look at these images. Uh, A horrible tragedy, but some amazing bravery and uh, some lives saved, many lives saved. We'll be right back with Vernon Jones of Georgia. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. Fake news, anger. What a doozy of a speech. Joe Biden in Georgia pushing for voting rights. Um, Lots to talk about here. You know who wasn't there? Stacey Abrams, his fellow Democrat who ran for governor and lost. She's running for governor again, and uh, she wasn't there. Why not? Well, nobody wants to be around Joe. I'd like to bring in now Vernon Jones, Republican, gubernatorial candidate in Georgia, former Georgia state representative. Welcome back, uh, Mr. Jones. How are you? Doing fine, thank you. And I'm just like you. I'm laughing my head off. Stacey Abrams is cutting and running on Joe Biden. So is Warnock and John Ossoff. Nobody wants to be around Joe Biden. Joe Biden is seen. <laughs> well, look, let me ask you this. Was it more of a diss of Joe Biden, like, I don't like you and we have nothing more to talk about? Or is it Stacey Abrams feels, uh, you know, like some of Joe's bad press could rub off on her or maybe it's both? Well, she's looking at the polls and she's looking at how uh, voters are responding to Joe Biden, including African-American voters. They are disappointed in him. They are discouraged by his lack of actions. Uh, As a matter of fact, they don't really see a president in office. And so she doesn't want to pick up that baggage, that weight, that dead weight. You and I both know that they coordinated when he was going to be coming here in advance. She would have known it. But no, I think she came on a skew. She had to go get her tire changed in her car, something like that, I heard. So she doesn't want to be a part of his bad karma right now. Uh, Let's uh, go to the polls here. 80 percent of Americans support requiring voter ID. And most of the legislation that's being kicked around uh, state capitals throughout the country comes down to voter ID. 
How is it that they have convinced so many that voter ID asking for it is somehow uh, Jim Crow 2.0? Well, you know, I've been in this business for over 30 years. I have yet to find an African-American anywhere. They're saying that they are suppressed because they don't have a photo ID. As a matter of fact, it's offensive to say that black people cannot afford a free photo ID. It's embarrassing. But the narrative was shaped by the liberal media. Uh, they're using this as an excuse. And for Joe Biden to want to come to Georgia and talk about election integrity, that's like being called ugly by a hog. <laughs> OK, so look, how's it coming? And um, what is the status right now? How are you going to pull this off? Well, first of all, the Democratic Party is afraid of me because I'm the only one who could defeat Stacey Abrams. As a matter of fact, Governor Kemp cannot hold the line on the Republican Party. I can hold the line. Uh, unlike him, I didn't cut and run on election integrity. I didn't cut and run on mandates. I didn't cut and run on CRT. He is falling behind. He's desperate right now. And the Republican Party, they want someone who's a fighter, who's a leader, who's someone that can take on Stacey Abrams and the Democratic Party. You know and I know one thing they can't do is play the car with me, whether it's ace of spades or ace of hearts. And let me be clear about another thing, too. If they're serious about voters' rights and stop playing the black people's uh, emotions, then why don't they, right now, the president should call for an investigation by the attorney general because both state and local laws are broken in Georgia. Election laws, one, uh, drop-off boxes being located in illegal areas. Two, we're seeing where the video footage from these drop-off boxes have been destroyed by local governments. You and I both know the federal law says that it has to be retained for at least 22 months. And now, uh, they were, matter of fact, they were directed by the secretary of state that they didn't have to retain those records. And so if they're really interested in voting rights, then they need to uh, they need to enforce the one that's on the books now. And that's where I bring in the difference in this campaign. Um, Georgians see me as someone that they can trust. Democrats are already lining up to vote for me. And I, again, I can hold the line with the Republicans. We're going to take Georgia back. We, do, we have the right message. We have the right string. We're doing everything we need to be doing to win this election. And can you tell me real quick, you used to be a Democrat, correct? I've always been a conservative, but the Democratic Party left me. I didn't leave them. I can't tolerate not supporting police officers. I can't tolerate supporting children being uh, subject to transgender operations and hormone injections and power transgender males participating in female sports, bringing illegals across the border and wanting to reward them $450,000, stuff like that. I can't support that. No Democrat in their right mind should be reporting, should be supporting that. Vernon Jones, Republican, Georgia gubernatorial candidate. Good luck, sir. Come back soon. We appreciate it so much. Thank you. Please go to jonesforgeorgia.com. Donate. Be a part of this movement. Jonesforgeorgia.com. Jonesforgeorgia.com. Will do. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back. Thank you. Stacy, if we had 10 of you, we could rule the whole world. God love you. You're doing an incredible job. And here, is there anyone in America who has done more to protect the right to vote in this election? Is there anyone who's done more to make sure the voice of every Georgian is heard? I don't think so. Stacey Abrams, you're a hero. You're the one that got this going. Stacey Abrams, you're a hero. Stacey Abrams, a no-show at Joe Biden's great big speech today in Georgia calling for voter reform. Uh, Joe spoke without Stacey Abrams because, well, we heard from Vernon Jones there. Uh, Stacey doesn't want to be seen around Joe for a lot of reasons. Some of the media bought the official 
excuse hook, line, and sinker. There is a scheduling conflict. I'd like to bring in Curtis Houck, once again, managing editor of the great Newsbusters. Please check out the website. Curtis, welcome back. How are you? Good to be with you, my friend. How are you? Terrific. So I saw a mix, quite frankly, today from the fake news. Some of them actually bought the explanation that she had a scheduling conflict, especially those close to Joe Biden. Others, you know, oh, skeptical. What's really going on here? And why would the media believe something that's so obviously not true? <laughs> well, they're, it's really easy for them because it's part of an agenda that they have to push. You know, you pointed out that in a lot of those places, there's really little curiosity. It's kind of a reporting, oh, here, she's not here. Or in the case of ABC's World News Today or the CBS Evening News last hour, it was not mentioned at all during their segments about Joe Biden's speech or trip to Georgia at all, which you know, from a unbiased perspective, you step back and say, Stacey Abrams, the leader, arguable leader of the Democratic Party in Georgia, is not at an event in which the president of the United States of the same party attends. There should it should be included in your story, but there's not. But it's not. And when it is, for the most part, as you pointed out, Greg, it's really seen as like she has a conflict. OK, we, they move on here. You really only saw one or two mentions with the punch poll guys when Bresnan and Jake Sherman earlier today on MSNBC, they kind of admitted that uh, it proves that, you know, Joe Biden's agenda is dead in the water as of now. But for others, they're buying into it uh, when I think they know that there's a reason Stacey Abrams went into the witness protection program today. <laughs> Once again, protecting Joe Biden. What do they owe this guy? They owe us. That's the way it should be. I actually want to play for you. Uh, this is a kind of a summary, a montage of all the reporters just dismissing outright uh, any concerns about the fairness of the November 2020 election. Many in the GOP followed former President Donald Trump's lead as he peddled baseless claims of fraud about the 2020 election. The big lie that Donald Trump perpetrated, that the election, that he actually won the election, which has no basis in fact, is insidious. And False and unverified claims about voter fraud in the 2020 election. That there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. There were the many baseless claims of voter fraud stemming from the Oval Office to state capitals. He spent the last two months in office pushing baseless voter fraud claims. Not one of those people actually went into the field, save for maybe one. But they are just saying what they were told. There's very little curiosity. You mentioned that word. It's a word we talk about here. They did not go out there and find out for themselves. That is a talking point repeated over and over. Don't you think, Curtis? Yeah, you would think. And, and that's what's so insidious about their For the People Act and what Joe Biden's pushing right now. They talk about the GOP being people, uh, a solution, a problem in search of a solution, solution search for a problem. They talk about that all the time. But really, that's what they're doing right now. They're talking about Republicans as existential threats to this country. And you and I have talked about this many times before. It's a really dangerous step once you start going down this road that not only are people wrong, that they are dangerous human beings, that there's 75 million plus people are people that should be feared for, in some cases, people just asking questions. And it really doesn't even matter what I think about the election mm. or anyone else. It, what 
for this point about what Joe Biden is doing right here by going down to Georgia and along with his media allies is really yeah. dangerous stuff. Just saying racist and disgust over and over again. And the comparisons and the analogies and the straw men are just, uh, again, really insidious. Curtis Halk, we're glad you're out there. We're thankful for Newsbusters. Please check it out. Such a great resource, newsbusters.org. Curtis, to be continued, and thank you. We'll be right back. Information. Truth. Is freedom. Is Newsmax. It's real news for real people. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow. Sinfield's next.